Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That, of course, is the everyman, Fingers Malloy, and this is Basil Hayden's. This is the straight Kentucky juice. Now, it is basil, not basil, because it's a man's name and not an herb. Worth knowing. Now, when we do a bourbon and we review all sorts of, of alcohol, because, you know, the job is awesome. Always remember that bourbon is the great American drink. It is made in America. Not specifically Kentucky. It is made in America. It has to be at least 51% corn. It is aged for two years. It is m- created in those new uh, American charred oak barrels. That's the way it works. This mash bill is 63% corn, 27% rye, and 10% malted barley. Now, a mash bill can really be anything that a distiller is interested in as long as you hit that 51% corn. That's what makes a bourbon. If it's not, if it's, if it's mostly rye, well, then it would be a rye. Just that easy, just that simple. It's not as confusing as so many people so desperately want it to be. Now, when we do reviews, have you, as you've seen on, on the podcast, you know, you, you go to Eat, Drink, Smoke on Apple Podcasts and you can subscribe to the podcast, write a review, leave a five-star review. We're not trying to confuse and we're not trying to impress. This is how we think of the bourbon. We rate it a couple of different ways, you know, how we feel it on the tongue, how we feel on the back of the throat, how we feel it in the chest, and then the price. And also, what are we getting out of it? Are we getting single note? Are we getting multiple notes? And everything, well, is honest. If we don't like it, we're going to tell you. We're going to say the words. Now, which one? It's this one. Okay. Yes. Here, you take, you take that one, Fingers Malloy. Now, of the color, it, it's, it's, I would say, the, what you expect from a bourbon. It's got that nice uh, bit of golden into the honey's uh, color right there. The nose, I want to argue that's floral. It's interesting because I have read other reviews before we decided to pick this bourbon today, and many people have commented that there's it's peach on the nose, and I'm not getting that. No, I am not. I am not either. See, but but so can peach be seen as floral? By the way, everyone's got a different nose. Everyone's got a different feel. Yours is well, yours. Um, some people would say that there's citrus on here. Um, that there's uh, like like some dark. Uh, kind of kind of fruits on, on here, maybe some blackberry, right? Couldn't that be confused for floral? Possibly. I see it as more floral than I do uh, some level of uh, of fruity. But I, if you want to argue it with citrus, and you know the nose is what? What does it smell like? You're sticking your nose right in the glass, right? And trying to figure it out. I'm getting a little bit of uh, the floral that you're talking about, and like a an orange zest or, or citrus. Right now, this is also, this isn't heavy, right? This is 40% alcohol by volume, which would mean 80 proof. You just double it, and that's what you get. So this should be pretty easy. So we do it neat, which means no ice, no anything else, nothing added to it. We always have a big rock side, and then we can decide we're just going to do ice chips. We're going to add water to it, and all of it is fine. No. There are no rules. This is not Vietnam. There are rules. There are no rules. No rules whatsoever. You ready? Absolutely. Let's do this. Here we go. We're, we're trying it. He's taking a sip. There goes Fingers Malloy. Allow me. Mm. You're doing the Memphis Munch? Mm. It's the Kentucky Chew. Oh, wow, that hurts so much. <laughs> Don't talk and swallow, people. All right. The palate is delicious. Hold on a second. I want to do another one. Mm. Smooth, right. smooth, smooth. The palate is absolutely delicious. There's a wonderful caramel there. There's a bit of vanilla going on um you can argue that there's a 
I don't know if you'd call it oak or you'd call it wood, but um, that's a very, very simple, easy, I would argue smooth. You don't feel it at the tip of the tongue. There was no sting, no burn, nothing mid-tongue, nothing in the throat. You feel it at the very bottom of the chest is where you feel the heat. This is a very simple, easy sipping bourbon. There's actually, you know, one of the things that I love about Basil Hayden uh, is the dark rye. I'm a rye guy more than even a bourbon guy. And the Basil Hayden dark rye, which I just got as a gift, by the way, uh, my wife was very pleased. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it since, uh, is, is just tremendous. I'm telling you, that's worth having in your liquor cabinet. At $56, suggested retail price, that's how, that's how I found it. Is this in your liquor cabinet, Fingers Malloy? No. Really? I, listen, I enjoy this. I, well, I, I mean, listen, I'm always looking for value, and we've reviewed other bourbons in the past that were in more of the $30 to $35 a bottle range that I would grab right away. I could see maybe getting this for a special occasion. You know, you're going to have a, a Christmas party or something like that. I don't know, though. It is very good, though. I'm going to talk myself into buying this. At what $56 it is is easy. Yes. I don't think I'm at it at $56 a bottle either. But that's not about the juice. That's about what I want in my liquor cabinet. If someone's pouring basil, I'm drinking it. No doubt. It's, it's easy. It doesn't have a lot of tones to it, but the couple of tones that it has, I think it hits very well. And this is a all-weather bourbon, meaning whoever's at the table, whoever's at the bar, men, women, everything, everyone's going to be able to enjoy this. It's not like you're going to knock anybody out going with, with, with Basil Hayden. But at 56, is it, in my, is it in my liquor cabinet? No. No, no, it's not. A, on sale, it is. Absolutely. On sale, it is. But it's funny. The dark rye is always in my liquor cabinet. That's how good it is. But when you find something you have that connection to, it's worth it. So the whole, the whole conversation of value becomes this very subjective conversation. What are you willing to spend on? Because you know right now somebody's yelling at us. What do you mean you don't like Basil Hayden? You are you're the worst. You're you're like terrorists. <laughs> Something's get, getting said. But is it did it not have enough broadness for you? Did it not have enough of those kinds of vanillas and caramels or or was there something else? Well, for me, I, again, it goes back to value and I can find something that in in my mind I will enjoy just as much at a lower price point. I am not saying this is bad bourbon. I'm really enjoying this right now. And if somebody hands it to me uh, and says, uh, take this, I'll say God bless you and I will enjoy it. So I want you to do this. When we were uh, pouring everything out, we record live on location. Uh, Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. We're Midwest guys. and Well, I, I was born in Brooklyn and grew up in Jersey. So I'm a transplant. I lived in L.A. before here. I'm a transplant to the Midwest. And it's nice to live in America. But Fingers, born in, born in Michigan and lives in uh, Indianapolis now. And if you go back through the podcast just a couple week ago, weeks ago, we did the Baker's seven-year. And we had a mispour and a miscommunication. <laughs> and they poured the Baker's seven-year, which we rated unbelievably well absolutely loved what they had to do. So try it. I want you to try one of the bakers and compare it to, to, oh, to the basil my arm. Right. Right. It's, it's what a an awful gig. gig. It's <laughs> terrible. It's miserable. So now, right off the nose is a caramel. Right. On on the bakers. So he's taking his sip right now, doing it neat. As as always. Now I hate to use this this term. It's a little more harsh 
to, well, to the what taste. Ter- what then, term would you rather use? Uh, but you, you definitely get a, a sense that I, I don't have the information in front of me for the bakers, but I believe it, it, it tastes like it's a, a higher proof just off the the ta- just, just just from it. Yeah, just from it. Uh, here, but I, I've got it right. If here. I remember correctly, this was at a lower price point than the Basil Hayden. Yeah, um, well, the thirteen year, no. So the thirteen year, you're going to be in in that in that level of hundred dollar range. But this wasn't the thirteen year uh, that, that we were talking about. It was the seven year. But the seven year had a little more open to it. It really and truly did. And the proof on that is one hundred and seven. Yes. So you're talking about fifty. Three and a half percent alcohol by volume. It also had a mash bill of seventy-seven percent corn, as opposed uh, to what uh, the, the Basil Hayden had, which was about sixty-three percent corn. And also, you're looking at a higher price point. I thought it was lower, but I'm, I'm seeing some places where it's being sold for sixty-eight, sixty-nine dollars a bottle. I may look to that just because I like to. You get, figure you're already there. You might as well. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, give me the other one. Give me the other one. I'll, I'll, am I drinking out of your glass? Oh, I don't. Ah, uh, coronavirus be damned. No, no, yeah. we can't do that here. Right. You take that one. I'll take this one. Allow me. You're gonna feel that one. So it's not. It's it's not. And it happens to be stronger. What it is is richer. The flavor that that flavoring that comes through. What, what you feel on, on the palate, that vanilla and that wood, hit in a, and I think for me, a, a more enjoyable way. They do hit stronger, but they hit with, 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 it's not, it's boldness, not strength. And that's flavor. So, yeah, if you're going to go that high, you might go just a bit higher. More to come. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So Costco is getting rid of a classic. Tony Katz. Great to be with you here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. That's Fingers Malloy. And find the podcast on Apple Podcasts. No, it's not the hot dog. Everyone's oh, you scared the heck out of me. Stay calm. With the onion gun. The, the onion gun, from what I hear, is going because of coronavirus. The onion gun, uh, the, the relish reel, uh, all, <laughs> the, the ketchup sniper, I don't know what you'd call it. That's all going. I think the only thing left they'll have is mustard because mustard can destroy any virus at any time. It's science, people. And it should be the only topping on a hot dog. Oh, I'm a ketchup guy on a hot dog. I'm totally a ketchup guy on a hot dog. I won't even listen to that garbage. A hot dog has to be all beef, but I'm totally a ketchup guy on a hot dog. I I happen to like relish. I I won't lie. Ketchup on a hot dog is great if you're eight. It's not true. (laughs) Do you put ketchup on your eggs? No. Why not? Uh, Communism. (laughs) It's a different kind of red. (laughs) Oh. Completely. So Costco is getting rid of sheet cakes, and the reason they're getting rid of the sheet cake, they we are told is coronavirus. So I did not know how popular a Costco cake is. I don't think I've ever ordered a Costco cake. People are nuts about Costco cakes. I know a guy getting married, that was going to be the wedding cake, right? I did not do that when I got married. I got married in New Jersey. It was a cassata cake. My wife's Italian. It's, it's, the, it's the cheese and the sugar and the, and the rum and the just sensational. But people use these sheet cakes all the time, and they use them for birthday parties and everything else. Have you ever used a Costco sheet birthday cake? Birthday parties? You're telling me this right now. My Saturday night is ruined. <laughs> Grab a sheet cake, a bottle of bourbon, and I eat my feelings. And now I can't do that anymore. So they're getting rid of it because they feel that too many people gather and that uh, it's, it's going to spread coronavirus. How, 
I, yeah, I, I, I don't want I don't want my grocery store that woke. Uh, listen, uh, if you're talking about gatherings over Memorial Day weekend, I smoked a nine pound brisket. Believe me, it wasn't just for myself. <laughs> but this is what they've decided. To, but they're still selling. This is what they decided to do with the sheet cake. But they're still selling the ten inch rounds. And I got into a fight because I'm like, how many people do we think a ten inch round Costco cake? Will 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 serve. It doesn't seem to me to, to be you know enough. And, and then it got into what is slice size? How is it supposed to work? So I have. Oh look at look at you. So went out to Costco. It actually has heft, and and we had it decorated with eat drink smoke on it. I'm holding now a 10 inch white cake filled with vanilla cheesecake mousse. Oh good lord! That's what it is. It was 12.99. At Costco, the weight is 3.88 pounds, <laughs> right? That's how much this cake uh, weighs. The question is, first you look at this, ask yourself, Fingers Malloy, how many people does a 10-inch round cake feed? That cake right the, there. The cake in my hand. The ten, cake in, now, it, go get a ruler and just measure <laughs> 10 inches or do what you do. <laughs> it depends right? on if I like these people. If I don't like them, that who is, cake... Who is the them? The, the crowd that I'm oh, having over for the, for the cake, uh, the, the gathering that Costco does not want me to have. Uh, if, if, it's, if it's a gathering of people <laughs> that I'm not particularly fond of, that cake right there will serve 22 people. All right. Because you're... Oh, okay. Could you give everybody a tiny... Yeah, a tiny piece. Let's it, make the assumption that, that these are all lovely people and I you're happy you, to have them in your house. I think you, get, you treat it like a pizza. That's eight slices right there. I think that's eight slices too, right? But some people were telling me that you, you go like three inches or four inches wide with the cake. Now, we're doing traditional cake slices here, right? Where you start at the point in the middle and you go and you, and you, and you bring it out and you're creating the, the, uh, the triangle, a slice like, like a pizza slice. I think it's eight as well, which I think puts you at like two inches in, in width at the widest point. Of cake, that sounds rational to me. Especially, but some people were like three inches and and four, like like half of half of cake. They were basically at, and, and that's for the people with the attitude. I just don't care anymore. Right, <laughs> I've given up. No one's seen me in three months from coronavirus. They right. won't know if one more yeah this cake is, has been destroyed. This is part of my COVID nineteen fitness plan. Uh, no, that for me, I look at that cake, especially the weight. And you said it had mousse? It, it, it has a vanilla cheesecake mousse. Oh, good Lord. We know we're going to eat this thing. Uh, okay. You know, we're gonna, we're, we are going to slice it up and see. The video will be on the Eat, Drink, Smoke Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, if you want to see it and go, and go check it out for yourself. I think the bigger story here is that why can't I just buy two cakes? Who exactly is Costco saving? <laughs> if this is... Eight slices, like a pizza. Two is 16. So who, what, what are they, why are they doing it? Are they going to have a cake P.I.? As you're walking through the bakery section, is there going to be someone there in a jacket with a badge asking you? Uh, Excuse why me, you- ma'am. We'll need you to come to the back. We have a few questions <laughs> yeah. for you. We need you to fill out a 15-paper uh, form. Yes, we're going to need to have access to your iPhone. <laughs> and a background check. A cake background I don't, check. I don't know. There's one thing to be like, 
caring about your fellow man. There's another thing to being silly and doing it for, for a level of, of just, it's, it's got to be posturing, right? They, do they think somewhere, somehow, someone's going to have a party of 25 people and they're going to get sued because the cake was the draw? Not little Johnny who turned seven. Well, you have to wonder if a lot of this stuff is lawyer-driven. So I, that's not a crazy question to right. ask. Everything that's happened in the last few months, you, you got to wonder yourself, okay, uh, was this just the, the manager of the store coming up with this? Or did the corporate lawyers get involved and say, uh, yeah, you know what, uh, this is the new policy? I can still get as many hot dogs as I want, right? <laughs> Feed the entire party while I'm there. But how is it possible that you've got a, a place like Costco that saw, sells bulk food right, with everything else and saying, well, the cake... Uh, it, it, if I buy the 50-pack of Cheetos, <laughs> aren't I kind of giving it away? Aren't, aren't I like, you know, kind of kind of hinting at what this thing is going to be. I, absolutely. I, th- that's where I go for, for meat all the time. Like I said, I got a nine-pound brisket, get five pounds of ground beef at a time. I mean, it's not for a, 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 just one burger you, I'm making. Do you like there. Costco beef? It's fine. Yeah, right? Was- I, I, I haven't done it in full yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't bought a, a brisket. I, I bought some ground beef stuff like that. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I think they do a fine job. I've had people rave about it. I don't, I don't know if... I, I still feel more comfortable with my butcher. Like, I actually have a butcher because there are things I want. There's, like, specific way. Like, I, I like top rounds, and I actually do it in, in the oven with a, with a salt and pepper crust. Mm. But I want a fat cap on there, and I don't even trim it. I want to get as nice. much out of it uh, as possible. I don't even, I've never even tried to get that at Costco. Maybe I could. Maybe in the meantime, we're going to eat this cake. Watch the video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash smoke. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, your cigar, bourbon, food, lifestyle, radio show. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. He's got the news of the week. Breaking news, Tony. Yes. Costco makes good cake. Costco does make good cake. They make good, good cake. I can't even say good cake. It was actually very good. So, so we did the cutting, and we discovered that, yes, it's eight slices. A 10-inch round Costco cake gets you eight perfect Perfect size slices. You don't feel like you're getting skimped when you get one of these slices. No, no, no. And and it, and it weighs a metric ton. <laughs> it has density. I'm surprised it doesn't have like things in orbit all around it. To the news, Tony. We go to Georgia, and Georgia lawmakers are pushing to make home deliveries of alcohol legal in the aftermath of the coronavirus pandemic. So there, there is so much weird, conflicting news about what coronavirus has done to liquor sales. Because we all saw that liquor stores were these, you know, essential businesses. And we all saw that people were going left and right. And then there are stories that people didn't drink as much as you thought they would. But we've seen spirit sales were up huge. So I'm not sure which ways this this goes, but it's very clear that they should have alcohol delivery. Well, this is only anecdotal evidence, but uh, in the Malloy household, alcohol sales have been up. (laughs) (laughs) Because consumption has been up. But that's just me. Uh, the bill would allow restaurants, bars, and grocery stores to deliver alcohol to their customers. Restaurants and bars around the nation have struggled during the pandemic, and businesses in Georgia continue to feel the strain, even as the state has initiated reopening the economy. I, I like what I'm seeing because we could, there, there are a lot of horrors to talk about regarding coronavirus, 
and and one of the big ones of whether or not we should have locked down society, right? I'm one of the people who says no. I don't think you can save society by stopping society. Mathematically, I don't think that works. I don't think that brings you a, a result. And I think that I I think I've been proven right in the idea. I think I can certainly prove it against in, in conversation. But the creation, the innovation. And the realization that some of the rules we had in the country, some of the rules we had as law of the land, oh, you can't do that, those were nonsense. Those were said once, we allowed them to take hold, and then we left them. And once they were had to press up against real life, well, those rules, some of them had to go out uh, directly out of bounds. Now, it's far different than the people who said, oh, my gosh, we have a pandemic. I guess we don't need the Constitution anymore. <laughs> Those people I have a legitimate problem with. But I love that this has happened because it's creating opportunity. And that's what I'm always in favor of. Well, if anything good that can come out of this, I would hope that one of the things uh, that will is this reexamination of laws that we're, we're talking about. Why should it be illegal to be able to have liquor delivered to your home shouldn't be there's no reason there's no rationale there's nothing of value that would make you say here's why it's a problem it wasn't too long ago uh in central indiana or indiana in general where we're we're uh, broadcasting from tony where you could be a passenger in a vehicle and have an open container of alcohol as long as the driver wasn't drinking right and that law has changed but you're seeing a reexamination of a lot of laws like this, saying, "Okay, now that the pandemic uh, has hit and we, we're, we're uh, we've lived through this, we need to reexamine whether these laws make sense." And the other part is what they the innovation s- saved businesses in Georgia. Uh, Karen Bremer, she's the CEO of the Georgia Restaurant Association, uh, says that the pandemic has cost four point eight billion dollars statewide, and you have 300,000 employees that have been laid off. So anything that spurs innovation and can get people working is something that I'm in favor of. I, have n- I cannot still understand the people who think that, oh, well, it'll be just another couple months. You'll be okay. I always find those people are the ones who still have jobs. That's exactly right. right? They're still collecting yeah. a paycheck. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, you, you got to stay home. You got to stay. It, it, it's, it's, it's for grandma. It's our grandma is, you know, you got to keep her alive. What are you trying to do? Kill Grammy. It's always about killing Grammy. Do you, by the way, is it Grammy, Grams, or Grandma for uh, you? Mima. Is it Mima? I think. Let's go with Mima. <laughs> and let's go to the West Coast. For, for me, by the way, it was Mrs. Katz. Uh, it was a rough life. Oh, a group of businesses inside Seattle's autonomous zone, <laughs> along with residents and property owners, have filed a class action lawsuit against the city of Seattle. That's applause. Saying officials have been complicit in depriving them of their rights to their property by allowing this occupation to continue. Man, I, your politics totally inconsequential, right? Anybody's politics inconsequential? The police retreated by the order, basically, of this mayor, Jenny Durkin. And the people there who live in this area, so, so Chaz is this Capitol Hill autonomous zone. And basically, the police bugged out, and the people were going to run it. They had shootings. People died. They had, they, there was extortion going on of businesses. Uh, uh, ambulances couldn't get through. And... and they, they. I, I guess they're the people who think they can actually run a country, <laughs> not based on this <laughs> test model. Uh, you, you can't. 
And these business owners, these business owners got left for dead. You're on your own. Hey, it's not our fault you decided to locate there. You should have known it was going to be trouble. They, they are absolutely right to sue. The question is, what are they going to get? What possible kind of recompense will they, will they get? Like, So if you were to be in one of the cities where there were riots, and here in our Indianapolis, there were for two nights. Um, the, the destruction is in the millions, right? Like, like a lot of other places. Do, can they sue the city? Now, you can argue that the city was negligent and where was uh, this authority and, and where was this pushback, et cetera, and, uh, for another day. But I don't know. I don't know if the lawsuit goes anywhere. Well, it, when you bring up Indianapolis, isn't it sad that the bar is so low that we can at least say, well, at least they didn't take over six city blocks. <laughs> uh, 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 sometimes I actually think only by luck. That didn't happen in other places. Luckily, I mean, you did see pushback. They tried in Nashville, North Carolina. They pushed back. I think they tried in Nashville. They pushed back. They tried in D.C. That was a no-go, of course, from, from the very beginning. But I wonder whether these business owners stay, right? That's the question that always gets me. Here you are. You've paid your taxes. You've built this thing. You hire people who live in and around the city. And at the first sign of trouble where a city has to stand up and say, hey, we know that you're telling us you're in pain. And the city is willing to say, we hear your pain. You, that doesn't then follow up with, but we can't have these businesses that also may feel your pain being ruined because you're in pain. And the city didn't stand up. The question I have for these businesses is, why are you staying? Well, you're already seeing businesses saying, I'm, I'm out. Uh, there was a story a couple of weeks ago about, I believe they were a medical mannequin manufacturer. A what? A medical mannequin manufacturer. I, is, that, I, is that a... I Maybe like a CPR, uh, oh, d- that kind of thing. I was pretty the, sure that was a sex toy thing. <laughs> CPR dummy. Uh, in Minneapolis, their factory was, had been burned to the ground in the riots, uh, one of uh, the spokesmen for the business said we sat by as we saw a fire engine a block away just parked, not doing anything. And this is not a criticism of the fire department. Clearly, it was not a safe right. area to go and fight fires. And they said, well, we, we can't do business in an area where we don't feel like our property will be safe and protected by the city. And I think that they're right. It's so. You can't forget. That the very concept of personal property, that's a fundamental to the American ethos, right? That you own this thing and that you pay in to the services to protect the thing because nobody wins when this company catches fire. The reason you have a fire department is not because your house catches fire, because the last thing you want is it for to light the next house on fire because then you damage the city. Right, you damage your town. You you create a hardship. That's part of of what you do. That's part of that neighborhood kind of feel. You should want to do that. Um, but if you're if you are a business and you see this done to you, yeah, I think the answer is you're you're you've told us something. You've told us that we were supposed to care. We did care, and then when the moment came, you didn't care. And I'm wondering if the same thing's going to happen in Seattle. Well, and you know, according to uh, KTRH.com, this is a 56-page class action lawsuit. They're seeking unspecified damages uh, to be determined at trial. But uh, this is businesses, uh, employees, and residents. It didn't 
sound like when it was being reported, this is a residential area. Can you imagine paying rent and looking at your whole city block completely destroyed? Graffiti? Paying a mortgage. People did live there. People did live there. That's where the stories of extortion and everything else uh, come from, which, by the way, is always going to happen when you don't have... Uh, if, if you are a, a nation of men, right, that means people have dominion over you. Um, nothing ever works out well. When you're a nation of laws and everybody is equal under the law, things work out much better. And if you feel that something isn't equal, that's something to address and discuss. And sometimes you got to get loud about it. Not destroy property, not take over city blocks, not let in hospitals, not get people killed. None of that's going to do any good. I only hope America looked at that and said, that? You see what they did in Seattle? I want no part of that. Warlords I, don't care about fairness? It turns out the warlord doesn't care about anything except being called warlord and having a good parking spot. Maybe a scepter. You know, some <laughs> kind of colorful robe thing going on. On Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Vegas is making a comeback and... That's how we know everything's going to be okay. Look at you, Finger. Oh, Dan- giddy. Dance it in your chair. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers, Malloy. And Vegas has figured out how they can get people to wear masks. The incentive to wear a mask. And the answer is money. That's uh, the, the, the answer. They're giving people, I think it's $20 cards. $20 in free slot machine play uh, to Caesars on the Caesars reward card. They handed out over $7,500 in free play. Man, if anybody's going to figure out how to come out of this, it's Vegas. Because Vegas, they only know one thing. Life uh, finds a way. Thank you, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I appreciate that. It does, man. People figure this. It's, it's like with the, the liquor delivery. People will not be kept down. They will figure it out. But how are they going to police this? And I hope that they don't. But listen, as someone who has been in a casino or a thousand. In Is that day, right? Yes. You like casinos, uh, do you? Uh, yeah, 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 I have a touch of the gambling uh, bug, if that makes sense. Uh, but do, do you watch YouTube channels where people do nothing but play slots? Yes, absolutely. Do it's- you, on your vacations, go to places where you can play slots? Yes. Have you and the missus said, bye, children, we're going to play slots? And the kids have said, but this is a rest stop. <laughs> that has happened. Okay. So you have more than a touch of the gambling law. Yeah, no, the, the this YouTube sensation, that's exploding. People getting on. Yeah, you know, I never understood the people who would watch videos, uh, people playing video games on YouTube until I saw the slot machine thing. That's a whole uh, different story for another day. Right. But the, 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 the casino thing, what I find interesting is, okay, they put $20 on your club card. You, you put a, a, mach- uh, a card in a machine. You got a club card, right? I've got several club cards. You got a wallet of club cards? Yes. You put the, the card in the machine, you get your $20. It's spent. At that point, you can rip your mask off and yell Wolverines. <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> What I but it's just to I get that they just want to try and promote it to the best of their ability, and I doubt that they're they're actually policing it. You might have somebody come by and say, "Hey, don't forget your mask," and that's it, and move on. But if you're me and you're smoking a cigar in a casino, yes. right? Which is one of the only reasons I love it because no, I don't gamble, and it's I partially don't gamble because I really do truly think that if I did gamble. 
I would have a problem with it. Like somewhere in me, I think I've got that. I've never, I've never tested it because I, I never had the money. And when I had the money, I'm like, I'm too busy to go to you, Vegas and gamble. You sure you don't want to test it? I'm, I'm pretty positive, actually. Oh. Like I, I don't, I don't enjoy the idea of being four hundred dollars down. Uh huh. Is more than I can handle. See, but this is this is what's beautiful about Vegas, Tony. Let me, <laughs> let's let, all let gather around educate. the fire, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let me explain a thing or two about the Vegas. See, if you like to gamble, as I do, and you gamble a little bit, I'm not a slot machine player. I do play a little video poker, but I like to play blackjack. But I, I find a lot of my time spent at a video poker machine. You get credits. They they give you, they give you your food right for free, free. Yeah, I saw the air quotes. quotes. Uh, your drinks are free. Mm-hmm. And uh, so over the course of a vacation, you're not really paying for food. You're not really paying for your booze. You just, you've got your gambling costs. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Vegas where my room has been comped, all of my food has been comped, all of my drinks have been comped, and I walked away slightly down, even, or ahead. And that was, that was my vacation. All right, so maybe, maybe I do need to, to, to rethink it, but that does not sound... Relaxing? I, no. <laughs> no, it sounds heart-wrenching. Like, I've, I'd just be constantly angry, and that's, and that's why I don't do it, because I think I would chase it, right? You right. Know? I think I'm a guy who would chase it down and be like, okay, I can win this one. Okay, I got it now. All right, all right. Do I roll a seven? Do I not roll a seven? What? And I can never figure out it's the rules a of crap, mar- so I keep trying. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So if you lose $100 in the first half an hour, you can't try to get it all back in two minutes. You'll end up losing $200. Right, and, and so I, I know that about myself, and I'm like, so it's never really had an interest. Man, I, I've never actually gone gambling with you, though. For all the things that we have done, Fingers Malloy, and you can find him, by the way, uh, at Fingers Malloy, M-A-L-L-O-Y dot com. I love that you have a name that I have to spell out the last name, not the, <laughs> not the first. first. That's what makes it so great. Um, I just love that Caesars is trying to figure it out like everybody else. Right. And that people are completely willing to go back. Like, we have talked in depth about what are they going to do about buffets. Buffets are Vegas, right? That's part. It's, it's, it's like a cruise ship, but nobody actually has to leave the ground. Uh, terra firma remains. So people want this, and they've figured out how to create levels of isolation and movement so they can still give you that Vegas experience. I love the, the, the innovation. And I love that it is voluntary. It sounds like they're trying, they're giving you an, an incentive to wear the mask because so much we've seen lately from Vegas is them taking away things. Used to be you could park for free at casino uh, hotels in Vegas. That has gone away at a lot of properties. Is that right? Yes. They, they tried briefly to take the free drinks away. They would give you a drink ticket show as you're gambling to, to show that, okay, he's earned enough through his gambling to get free drinks. Well, people, there was a big backlash against that, so the free drinks are still there. But they have been nickel and diming, pulling things away. The comps aren't what they used to be. So it is nice to see that the casinos are opening up their wallet and saying, okay, if you are going to come into our casino, we want you to wear a mask. We won't force you, but hey, here's, here's 20 bucks. Right. I think it's a great idea. Now, we're doing, uh, as a review here, the Basil Hayden. This is uh, the um, uh, straight bourbon here from Kentucky. It is 80 proof, so 40% alcohol by volume. Now, I had a chance, as we've been doing things, to do a little bit of research because we took a look at this price-wise, and it was in that $55, $56 a bottle. But I have also seen it at $45 a bottle. Okay. Right? So getting there. Now, I will tell you that it pairs absolutely wonderfully with the cheesecake mousse vanilla <laughs> cake from Costco. 
right? That we that we were sampling. Uh, it actually does pair very very well. The vanillas go kind of nicely. Um, the more I drink it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with the Basil Hayden. You see it. People very often say basil, uh, but it's it's a man's name, so it's basil. Um, I can't say that it's in my liquor cabinet. The dark rye, the Basil Hayden dark rye is absolutely in my liquor cabinet again and again. I think it really is a, a rather top-tier rye, just, just exceptional. But it's not that this has failed me. It's just that there isn't enough here, that even at the 45, to make me jump. I'm not, I'm not jumping at this. Am I jumping at this at 32 when it's on sale somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Probably because people, more people would recognize it for name than anything else. I lean towards something that I feel a little bit more, and that's why when we did the Baker Seven, yeah, uh, you know, it was what, what do we say, one hundred and seven proof. Yes, you feel it going down. I actually kind of like that. I enjoy that more than something that is. I mean, this this is very smooth, very uh, easy, and absolutely. If you're looking for something that the whole room can handle, this is it. Absolutely, one hundred and fifty percent. This is the bourbon you want to have. If you want to satisfy everybody at the table, if it's for you and your collection, um, you know what? At, at your local cigar lounge, at, at your local tavern, try it. Try it and decide it for yourself, but definitely do it neat with uh, a cube side or rock side or chips, however you like it, but do it neat first. Um, give yourself that and make sure you do two sips. The first sip just to get the tongue and the mouth really kind of set for it. And then that second one and really take it in and get where the flavors are. On Twitter, at Tony Katz. On Twitter, at Fingers Malloy. And this right here, this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars, and smoking from Davidoff, the Escurio, which is a cigar that I just enjoy for no reason because it doesn't fit any of my standard flavor profile. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is the Everyman Fingers Malloy. You can find us uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. This is uh, the Escurio, the Gran Toro. Gran Toro is an interesting kind of size because most things come as a, you know, Toro size, Corona size, different sizes, and sometimes it just doesn't make any sense because they have different shapes. Ask your tobacconist. Never be afraid when you're in the cigar lounge to ask the tobacconist, the person helping you, what does this mean? Where does this come from? Now, this cigar uh, is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper um, that is just filled with Brazilian uh, in, in the binder and the filler, and uh, also uh, some, some leaf from the Dominican. The Grand Toro, um, which is sometimes referred to the size, the Vitola, V-I-T-O-L-A, the Vitola. This is a five and a half by 58. So when you see those kinds of numbers, it means, well, the, the length and the width of the cigar. So five and a half means it's five and a half inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes him laugh. And 58 refers to the ring gauge, how thick the cigar is around. Tee-hee. Again, with the laughter. So 64 as a ring gauge means that it's a full inch around. This, for me, is a honker of a cigar. I'm much happier in those 50s and 52s, sometimes 54s. This is a big pup, but it's also sensational. And it starts with a wrapper that is just perfectly, perfectly oily. Except it doesn't have 
the grittiness that sometimes is associated with it. And I happen to enjoy a grittier rapper. I also seem to tend towards the darker rappers. That's all about personal preference. The rappers where a lot of the flavor comes from. The majority of the flavor comes from. So all these things play in. But this one is you feel it and it is just wonderfully, wonderfully slick. What I will say is I have a vein running through it that's pretty intense. Not necessarily what, what I'm looking for. You will find people who say, oh, it's got a vein, oh, it's no good, or somehow it, it affects things. I haven't had that problem. The, the things that affect me on a cigar are my own failures in how I, I smoke well, how do a people cigar. think that the vein affects it? Does it affect the, the burn? It affects the burn. Sometimes they'll say it affects the smoke. I think a little bit of it is people try and get too cute by half on where they are with the cigar. Now, we have just lit up here. Break your cigars down into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. And then start taking notes about what are the flavors that you get uh, from there, right? What is it that each of these thirds are, are going to bring you? At a five and a half inch cigar, some people will talk about this as a two hour smoke. Not me. There's no chance this is a two-hour smoke. But considering the ring gauge, you should give yourself a little bit longer here. Is it an overwhelmingly strong cigar? Well, if you talk to some people, they'll tell you, yeah, this lies towards that medium full. I play this as more of a medium, but I smoke more than other people. And at a price, this falls in between $15 and $18 a stick. So no, this is not your golf course cigar. This is definitely an after-the-course clubhouse cigar. This is a back deck cigar. This is not something that your humidor may be full of, but maybe has a few of. So we've just started smoking. Fingers, where are you? Uh, let me tell you, first off, it pairs very well with cake. <laughs> I have to say, right off the bat, it's funny. I have been taking sips of water to get the, the cake off my palate as we, we try this cigar. Um, right off the bat, kind of a leather notes and it's it creamy i'm i'm really enjoying it and i'm really excited to see what the, the well we're, we're still barely in the first third right um, you know and and so all of those kinds of flavors leather and creamy and things like that never think that you have to experience that start yourself slow write down what it is you like about it now i'm a huge believer in this and i've actually brought myself back to doing it the basics really really matter Write down what it is that you like. What is it about the cigar that you liked? Also write down what you ate. Write down where you were. Write down what you were experiencing because all of those things seriously affect where, 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 the, where the cigar is, right? Well, it would, where, how that cigar treats you. And I think it will jog your memory too to, to also kind of take you back to that cigar and make you remember what you were what you're feeling and tasting as you were smoking it. By the way, the idea of Escurio comes from Escuro and Rio. So Escuro being uh, dark and Rio as in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, where uh, a lot of this leaf comes from. Yeah, where you were and, and what you were experiencing, I find that mental state has a lot to do with a cigar, but I also find when I have a cigar, I absolutely relax right out, right? So, so that's a big thing. Now, the whole golf course thing, we review a lot of cigars based on what we think of it on a golf course, which is really weird because I'm not a golfer. But it's about the idea of is that where you're, where would you spend your money on it? What is the price point for it? Because I, just like we do with, with, with the drink, 
the the price matters. What you're spending matters. And when I'm spending $18 a stick, I want to be able to take it in. And the last thing I want to do is drop it in a sand trap right. because I'm going to first off end up in a sand trap, <laughs> right? And I, and I don't want uh, those kinds of things uh, to happen to me. So it, it does play into it. But knowing where you are, what you what you ate, and how those things can affect, like one of the things I did, uh, you know, we're, we're we're drinking the Basil Hayden, uh, which is the Kentucky Straight Bourbon. I ordered a coffee, which we do French press because I just love that combination uh, with with everything in me. I would say as a pairing, the Basil Hayden is so easy that it would probably go with most anything. I'm actually about to take a, a sip. I would agree with that. You don't have to go strong for strong. Right, and you sometimes don't even have to go for for specifically complementary, but there's nothing wrong with an easy bourbon to go with a stronger cigar. It's a question of the flavor that you want. Me, I always go for the cigar. So when we do scotches, for example, and review scotches, you know, and really starting to get into you know what what these different areas kind of offer, because it, I think the mystery of scotch is that you don't know why it tastes the way it tastes. What is peat? What does it mean to really be from the earth? The one thing I appreciate about scotch, in a way that I, I feel differently about bourbon, is that it is from the earth in the way the cigar is from the earth. And that's what I, that's what I appreciate, but I don't drink scotch with a cigar. They are competing forces, as opposed to complementary forces, and I just can't be... Around it, I can't do that to myself, but a lot of people, they'll do a scotch and a cigar and just think it's the greatest thing in, 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 in the world. I, I've never been that guy. But getting into this, um, I don't know if, if I feel a specific leather kind, kind of flavoring uh, at, at all. Uh, the spice, because it is a Davidoff, because it has that Dominican, does, does come into me. Uh, I certainly uh, um, get that. There is a, a touch of pepper. Um, with a lot of these cigars, there's there's a kind of wood, and I can't tell you if it what specifically kind of wood it is, but it's this idea of, as opposed to an earthy kind of flavor, right, that dark, rich, this plays for me spicy but light, um, almost, almost in the grasses. Now, other people are going to say that's completely and totally insane. There is absolutely no way that I get that kind of a flavor. Man, to each their own. That's why you got to write it down. You are smoking faster than I thought, man. Well, I listen. One of the things that we noticed because you know you're you're hosting the show, you talk more than me, so I can just <laughs> sit back and relax and smoke my cigar. But to go back to the the golf conversation, Tony, you're right. Listen, uh, I don't want to spend 18 20 22 dollars on a, a stick when i know i'm going to drop it um i could ruin it uh, this is the kind of cigar that you want in your hand all the time sit back relax you don't want to be interrupted by taking uh, a golf shot and then going back to your cart and grabbing your your cigar uh, this is one that you want to enjoy after your round in the clubhouse or with your buddies on the back deck after a round yeah this is this is really nice. There's also a wonderful smoke coming coming off of this. Uh, Davidoff does great construction, and for me, that's that's a huge part of the cigar experience. If I have to keep relighting, if I have to keep retouching, if the leaf is coming off, if it's coming unwrapped, 
That's a miserable, miserable experience. Did this with a straight cut. You know, some people do things with a V and kind of dig into it or punch. Straight cut, very, very shallow, just to open it up and give me the full power of what the rollers uh, and the blenders were going for. This is the Escurio Gran Toro from Davidoff, and you're listening to Eat, Drink, Smoke. Now, Fingers Malloy is a man of many talents and many passions. Uh, he, he knows cars. He is a diehard uh, Detroit Lions fan. Hey, sh- hey, show everybody the tattoo. Show it? everybody the tattoo of the, of the 0 and 16 Detroit Lions right there. Tell me more about Barry Sanders. That's all we have. All we have. I am uh, a middle-aged man. I've seen them win one playoff game in my entire life, and Barry was a part of it. Uh, he's also written for the Washington Times and a host of other places. That's Fingers Malloy. I'm Tony Katz. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, and go eat, drink, smoke on Twitter. But if there's one thing that Fingers Malloy knows, and by the way, given name, uh, it, 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 is, it is frozen pizza. Fingers, would I say that you are near an expert on frozen pizza? Sure. Would I say that you are an expert on things that include stuffed crust? Yes. In fact, before the show, I had two pieces of stuffed crust pizza. They put cheese in the crust, Tony. Do you know how many stuffed crust pizzas I've had in my life? Oh, don't zero. tell me zero. Oh, it's zero. Good Lord. It is absolutely Tony, zero. Why won't you live? Because live. Cause, cause I think that living involves, I don't know, things that are not involving stuffed crust. <laughs> DiGiorno. Which is on a, a trajectory to just ruin pizza altogether. Oh, my kids love it, though. My kids do love DiGiorno uh, pizza. They have come out with DiGiorno croissant crust pizza. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to tell you about uh, such a thing. Now, a croissant is basically this, this layered product. You, you've had them for breakfast, and you're like, why is it? In the sh-? It's a crescent roll, people. <laughs> it's a crescent roll, but when done right, it is remarkably buttery, flaky to the point of what's happening here, and delightful. It's, 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 it's got to have that real lightness to it. A, a croissant should not be dense uh, to, to any stretch. And so now... It's a croissant crust pizza, which goes against the very concept, because how does a croissant hold up the pizza? I admire DiGiorno for doing this, because Why? what they're doing, they're bringing French cuisine, I'm Tony. I'm going to punch you. To pizza, the croissant. Punch you in the neck. The croissant. They're bringing that to pizza. Listen, I think this is all transactional, Tony. We, we did a story a year ago where I, I think it was uh, a, a recent poll stated that Americans said that Taco Bell was their favorite Mexican restaurant. And we said to ourselves, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. That's awful. I, I like Taco Bell. But I go in, go in knowing that I'm not getting Mexican food. Yeah, and no one actually thinks of it as a Mexican restaurant. And I'm not opposed to Taco Bell. Hey, Taco Bell, come sponsor this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. You know, we're, ha- we're happy to help. Deal's available. Um, uh, but it's not a Mexican restaurant. No one thinks of it as a Mexican restaurant. It's just if you were going to name Mexican restaurants that everybody knows, that Qdoba Name me another one. Name me another one. Because everyone's got their local spot. Right. And then there's the fundamental difference between Mexican and Tex-Mex. I am a Tex-Mex guy. It's got to be a really good mole mm-hmm. in order for me to be like, all right, allow me to engage. When I first moved to Indianapolis, that's where we broadcast from, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're actually at Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com in Indianapolis, 
I saw on Guy Fieri's show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, he went to a place called the Tamale Place. I thought you were going to say Flavortown. No. <laughs> he went to the Tamale Place. I had seen that episode like six months before moving here in Indianapolis. One of the first places we went to was the Tamale Place, and they've got one on the, on the west side and one in, in downtown. It's a very, very good tamale. But I don't know if I've been back because it's not that it, 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 was, it was bad. It was very, very good. But what I really and truly like is Tex-Mex. That's the kind of flavor that I like. And I have not. Of all the incredible food scene that's here and Midwest, Midwest food scene in the past five years has exploded in a way that is surreal. And the reason is because you can't afford the rents in New York, L.A., and San Francisco, and D.C., And these chefs are like, well, what am I supposed to do? So they come to the Midwest, and not everybody can settle in Chicago. So they go to these other places. And the food scene has been growing in a magnificent, magnificent measure. Um, But the one thing I can't find, the one thing I can't find, I can get croissant pizza. The one thing I can't find is Tex-Mex. Now, I can find croissants. The bakeries in Indianapolis are amongst the best I have ever had anywhere I have ever lived, ever. There's real, real skill. It's weird. It's, it's kind of strange that it, that, this is, that it has happened uh, in this place. I'm curious what other people think about where, where they live. But Tex-Mex, no. Are you uh, a bagel snob? You said you, you know, grew up on the East Coast. Born in Brooklyn, grew Born up in, in Jersey. So it's not a question of a ba- being a bagel snob. It's just I know what's a bagel and I know what's round bread. And um, <laughs> uh, we have found fair bagels, right? Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, certainly acceptable. And one of the places, they, they do a pretty good lox bread, right? Smoked salmon mixed with cream cheese, uh, some chives. They do a very good job of it. But no, there are some things that culturally... And, and scientifically, you're not going to be able to, to emulate. You know, the whole concept of New York water is a real thing that can't be denied. That doesn't mean other places can't make good pizza because, of course, they do. Right. But, you know, going back to what I, where I was going with, with Taco Bell, it's transactional. I, I'm just going in to get food. I know I'm not going and getting high-quality right. Mexican cuisine. With DiGiorno, croissant pizza, <laughs> I know when I say to myself, I want a pizza <laughs> – I'm not thinking to myself right away. And again, DiGiorno will be a fine sponsor of the Drink Smoke Radio oh, Show. Oh, wouldn't they be, though? Oh, fantastic. Oh, my God. Just think of the videos of Fingers <laughs> Malloy waking up, down in a couple of slices. Yes. Mm, now I'm ready for a day in the office. Exactly. But I DiGiorno. Would, <laughs> DiGiorno. That's how I start my day. But I would try that. Now, am would I, you? Oh, absolutely. No. But I, I, I'm not, it's not going to be on my grocery list. It doesn't sound appealing at all for to have croissant pizza. Now, I happen to like thick crust, right? Just because I grew up in Jersey doesn't mean everything is thin crust. Mm-hmm. Thin crust sometimes is just the dopiest thing ever. I like a Brooklyn pizza. I like a real crust to it, and you got to fold it and, and, and all the jazz. No, this doesn't work for me. Uh, a rising, self-rising crust or, or, or a thick crust kind of pizza, you know, a Sicilian st- style or Chicago style, sure, this can't, can't see where they're getting my money. Well, and that's what's amazing about New York and when I've been to Manhattan. In Manhattan, to get two slices of pizza and a can of Coke for $4.50. Oh, those days are over. Those days are over. Just two years ago, and I got Did you really? Deal. Yes. Well, I don't know where you were hanging out. I'm not quite... I'm not, it was by a bridge. Right? That's all I know. I, what did the... Describe the pizza. It was flat. It had sauce. 
Yeah, that wasn't pizza. No, okay. I'm pretty sure that wasn't pizza. Uh, if you've tried the DiGiorno croissant crust frozen pizza, let us know on Twitter at Fingers Malloy, at Tony Katz, at Go Eat Drink Smoke. This is Eat Drink Smoke. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, your cigar, bourbon, food, lifestyle radio show. I'm Tony Katz. That's a Fingers Malloy. Glad you're with us. So glad to see all the stations enjoying the show, and it's been growing left and right. KFYO, really appreciate you in Lubbock, Texas, and Smokers Haven. That's the cigar destination of choice if you are in Lubbock. If you're out for a drive or if you live there, uh, good to see you. Great selection over there. We've been enjoying the Davidoff Escurio uh, right here into the second third. And for me, those grasses, those woods have picked up a little bit of the pepper in terms of the spice has picked up, but it hasn't been overwhelming. It's just been just a spectacularly well-built smoke, enjoying every single bit of it. But let's check in with Fingers Malloy right there and the news of the week. Speaking of cigars, Tony, Half Wheel reports this week that the Michigan State Senate passed a group of tobacco-related bills that include an increase in the state's minimum age to purchase tobacco, as well as addresses the cigars, the state cigar tax. Uh, SB 781 would increase the state's cigar tax, but preserve a capped rate. Currently, Michigan's cigar tax is 32% at the wholesale price, but capped at 50 cents per it's cigar. Just, it's just insane and ridiculous. And what this is all about, you will find that I'm constantly taking a look at what the laws are regarding cigars. The biggest sin that is out there is that they treat cigars like cigarettes, and cigars are not cigarettes. They try to lump them in together as if anybody has ever targeted cigar sales at kids. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work. There's just no mind to it at all. And and they, they want to play in the same science kind of, of realm, and it just falls apart. It is imperative that people who are, you know, brothers of the leaf, as, they, as, as we call ourselves, people who enjoy cigars or really enjoy, you know, a local business being able to be in business, fight these kinds of things. Cigars themselves, never mind being works of art, are very, very dependent on uh, trade, right? But the trade happens with third world nations. They help these developing nations in a great way, whether we're talking about the Dominican, whether we're talking about the areas of Nicaragua, like in Esteli, and we're seeing things grow into Honduras and, 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 and other spots. Then the cigar store, more often than not, you know, I was talking about Smoker's Haven, where we are now at Blend Bar Cigar, these are, are locally owned, very often family-owned places. They're your neighbors. And every time there's one of these radically insane cigar tax increases, abuses, it's all about the, the, how, how long do you think cigar shops, local cigar shops, can hold on and hang on? And it comes from this complete and total misnomer. And it's purposeful, I think, because people are like, oh, smoking. And they just, they, you know, <laughs> they just want to push it to the side. Cigars are not cigarettes. And, man, that fight is never one that you should not in- engage. You should totally engage it. Well, speaking of cigar stores struggling, you know, we have legislative struggles. And then we have the struggle of getting through the COVID-19 shutdown. It's just as the United States starts to slowly reopen and come out of the COVID-19 economic shutdown city by city. 
Many retail stores across the country now must contend with a violent wave of vandalism, arson, and looting that comes from the protests responding to the death of George Floyd. So, and that includes cigar shops. So Cigar Aficionado has uh, this story, CigarAficionado.com. You've seen your local places, if you were in a place that had some of this rioting, you've seen the destruction. It'll make you cry. It'll make you cry. Just cases just shattered. So think of it. It, it wasn't just taking the cigars. It's the lighters and it's the cutters and it's the ashtrays. And, it's, and then how do, you, how do you rebuild from all that is as difficult as can be. It's one of the reasons I always discuss um, shopping local. I don't have an opposition to the online stuff. There's sometimes incredible deals that you can get. Sometimes it's just easier to do. Certainly, as of late, people have been doing more and more online. Well, I'm not going to tell them not to smoke a cigar. Absolutely keep smoking cigars. People have become more regular cigar smokers during coronavirus, I think, than any other time in the past decade. And trying things and experimenting with things. But it's heartbreaking. It is absolutely positively heartbreaking and what it might mean in some places is that they they won't come back and when you have less of the shops you have less people to engage when you see the draconian kind of measures that come down from government agencies and entities that don't even take the time to understand what it is that they're passing laws on because they don't know anything about it and that's that's where the real horror is so it's it's really this one two three punch of the people who own these stores have been able to make a living now they might not be able to get their store back so now they're completely out of business never mind the people that work there and then it's less people to be with us all in this in this larger conversation of just let us, we're adults, let us do what we want to do. Well, think about how so many of these cigar shops around the country are second and third generation businesses, and they've been around for, for decades, and the not just the inventory, like you mentioned, but all the cool stuff that was in these stores, the furnishings, the, the wall, and it's all destroyed. It would be so hard to walk into a store that your your grandfather owned and and see it leveled there there has to be a part of a person that says I I'm done I'm out yeah it's it's it is heart-wrenching but I am right about the 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 sales uh being up and more people took the the opportunity to be home to be like okay I now have time. I don't have to do that commute or anything else. I can have the cigar. Well, you mentioned it. While the COVID-19 health crisis has hindered the nation's economy, it seems to have lit a fire in the cigar market, at least in the short term. Data from Chicago-based market research firm IRI showed dollar sales of cigars in the U.S. uh, in their convenience stores for the 12-week period ending April 19, 2020, we're up 7.2% compared to the same time last year. So what I don't have from this is a question of what they mean. So this came from a place called cstoredecisions.com. That's convenience stores. So convenience store cigars are a very hit or miss proposition because some people just throw things in there. There's no proper humidification. It's not stuff you would consider. And every now and then you find one where you're like, son of a gun, they've got a selection? Yeah. They actually have something that I can utilize. Like, I, that is such a, a, a happy moment for me when, like, I see it and they've, they, they've got, like, you know, the, the little, like, tabletop humidor. It's, it's got the door. It's got, like, three or four racks. All of a sudden you're like, holy cow, that's a punch. 
I, I love that punch. Give me that, you know, because because it's, it's it's there. And I don't smoke a punch all the time. When I was first getting into cigars, I, I did punch. I've, right. I haven't gone back. I don't. I, I have. Have you? Yes, I enjoy and what do you find? Punch. I'll tell you, the after dinner cigar uh, by Punch, I believe it was rated uh, 92 in Cigar Aficionado back in uh, 2017. A great smoke. It's, I believe it's a Churchill. I really enjoy it. And at a really good price, I think $9 a stick. Well, so, $9 a stick is a really good price. Yeah. So to score that high, uh, it's a good smoke. So when you can find it. So I'm curious as to what uh, they're, they're experiencing in terms of the kind of of cigars that are selling from them. But yes, people tried things. They they were experimenting with things, you know, and and I'm ha- I'm happy to see that. Anytime I can see more people being introduced to something this wonderful, um I'm I'm all sorts of excited. Well, cigar sales are up. Alcohol sales have grown nearly 27% according to Nielsen. The two big winners are domestic beers and spike seltzer, Tony. With the former being practically on life support just a year ago. Budget beer? Yep. Wait, budget beer like Natty Light budget yes. beer? And, and the sales were down for the budget beer because we've talked about this previously on the show. Especially with millennials, younger people seem to go for the story and for a higher quality right. rather than quantity. I love them for it. Yes. And so those beers suffered. But in the Natural coronavirus light, age, Miller Light, Bush Light... All doing better. Yes. Well, C- I, I, customers I, have been turning away f- uh, from domestic brews uh, right. previously, uh, preferring pricier imports such as Corona appropriately and lower calorie alternatives. Here, White Claw, Tony. When are, we, when are we doing the White Claw review? We ha- we're going to review all of, of the hard seltzers. But it does make sense that it was the budget beers because a lot of people didn't have a job or right. had their hours reduced. So they went with what? They could afford that. Does make that does make a perfect level of sense? You know what I mean? It it. it all right, I, I could see that. For at first, I, I I wasn't there. I wasn't following it, but now I follow it. Also following Fingers Malloy because they're coming to Indianapolis, and when they do, we will be there. So a lot of the cigar shows have had to cancel, right? Because you can't have the groups, you can't have the conventions, things like that. So the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association canceled their summer trade show so now rocky patel uh, i call it oliva some people say oliva and i'm never sure which one is right alec bradley and crowned heads i love crowned heads the four kicks the jd howard i think they do great work the jd howard they are doing a traveling tour they're stopping at 15 cities naples florida Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Atlanta, Chicago, Charlotte, Indianapolis, Orange County, California, D.C., Glendale, Arizona, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Philadelphia, and Stanford. They're going to be here mid-July, and you and I, Fingers, are going to be there smoking cigars. We're going to be broadcasting from there, sharing it all with you. If you're in any of those cities, check it out for yourself. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. If you drink bourbon, you will live forever. That is not true. I am not a doctor. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Twitter, go Eat, Drink, Smoke. Instagram, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast is where you find it. But there's a group called TheList.com, and they've got what it is that bourbon will do for your health. According to them, um, when you drink bourbon... It will help your skin and hair. 
Now, fingers, uh, you, you, okay, admittedly, you, you have a mohawk most times. That's true. My hair is fabulous. You, you, you have fine hair. It's, you got some gray. You got some more salt than the pepper going on right now. Mm-hmm. You haven't been taking your Grecian formula at all. No. Why bother? I've got bourbon. That right. gives me healthy locks. A little gray. I've told the ladies love. Is that right? A little bit of salt and pepper. That's what, right. they, they, that's what I, they call it. I have a remarkably full head of hair. Perfect full head of hair. An exceptional full head of hair. Not a strand of white or gray that I can see. In the beard, I do. In the yeah. beard, I have a little bit of gray. Do you freak out about being gray? You know what's really funny is the gray on top. <laughs> what bothers me. You know what I do to avoid this conversation? <laughs> Let me tell you. I got the Kardashian, Robert Kardashian skunk streak uh, in the Mohawk, which bothers me a little bit. But the beard going white bothered me a heck of a lot more than, than my hair. Yeah, I, I was wearing a goatee like every other guy in the 90s, and it started going white when I was 25. That bothered me. Yeah. The hair on top, meh. And you've got a beard. You don't have a Santa beard. You have a beard. I have a beard, too, and I, I admit I, I do my best to take care of it. I've got little bits of gray here and there. I sometimes forget that people are really touchy about gray in their hair. I once, to my brother, the good Dr. Katz, oh, I, he might, I don't know if he remembers this because it only happened once. He was, we were, we were going out somewhere and he was tying his shoe, so he was bent over. And I said, wow, you're thinning a bit. Oh, no. Oh, he got so mad at me. The look of death, the daggers in his eyes. And I said to myself afterwards, well, y- y- you were just a jerk face. <laughs> Don't say that to people. Maybe keep that one in, in, in the back of your head. So he's not a bourbon drinker then? Uh, no, no, uh, no, he's not actually. He's one of those guys that it just it never worked for him on any level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when people drink wine. So the tannins in, the, in, in, in red wine, and they exist in white wine, but tannins in red wine, they'll give him a headache. Right, like real, and it will do this to a lot of people. Really, really brutal headaches. So it was just, it, it was never, it was never for him. And and me, I'm a sipper. I am not a drinker. You have done this podcast with me. Eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. That's the name of the show. If I could say it'd be great. Which is at Apple Podcasts, and you can go and you can subscribe, and you should subscribe to it. Write a review, leave a five star review. We've been doing this for almost two years, and I sip. When's the last time you saw me finish anything? I'm like the Mikey of this show. If you remember, (laughs) (laughs) you'll eat it. I I finish your bourbon a lot of the time, and and no complaints. No. (laughs) By the way, nice to date yourself by saying Mikey. You might have to go to the Google box and search Mikey Life Cereal. And then ask, is he dead or alive? <laughs> Stick around for my soupy sales references coming up in about five minutes. <laughs> so hair is, is one of the things that it's supposed to do for you. Skin uh, as well. Also, enjoying six servings a week, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, can reduce your risk of dementia. Now, this one I believe. Because you run into a never-ending number of people and you hear about them getting to these, these wonderfully old ages in the 80s and in the 90s, uh, you become, you know, in, 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 what, what, centurions, is that what you'd be when you were 100? In your 70s, you're, you're a septuagenarian. In 80s, you're an octogenarian. I wouldn't even know what you are in the 90s. Old. Right. Um, but they all talk about how they do a drink. Barbara Bush, lover or hater, inconsequential, Barbara Bush did a bourbon a day. And that, to me was just the greatest story ever. I mean, it's all anecdotal here, but, you know, Fingers Molloy Sr. 
is 82 years old, and he goes with his buddies four or five days a week to happy hours and has a couple of bourbons and still sharp as a tack. My father is 82 as well, uh, and um, cheesecake. That is the really? secret to his success. My, my father loves the idea of a drink. If my father had a drink, he'd fall asleep at the table. He'd be <laughs> gone. Just obliterated. No, he can't do it. But the idea of it, the idea. And back in the day, and he, he, he lived in Manhattan in, in the day. And so the, the, it was Jack Daniels. And there is in their house a bottle of Jack Daniels which has a layer of dust on it <laughs> that you could actually pick up with your hands and it would have weight. Like It just sits there. It, the, it's just the idea of having it in the house makes him feel good. They had a full liquor cabinet. Full liquor cabinet. Cherry liqueur is something that my parents used to drink. Uh, it was a cherry Swiss um, uh, a liqueur. They used to drink that and they had the port glasses, even though it wasn't... I don't think it was a port. Uh, they would drink that, and there was always Jack Daniels in the liquor cabinet in case people came over. I, n- I never saw him drink anything more than twice in my life. But the fact that he still works is what keeps him. So he's, they've got their, their own business, and they, 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 they get up, they, they walk out of the bedroom, and they've got this little office, uh, and, and, and they work together, my parents. They work together, and I am convinced that that is what keeps them alive and going. My mother's in, in, in her mid-70s. Uh, that's what keeps them going. You see people who give up work or give up routines like your dad. Yeah. You, they fall apart so quick. There has to be a purpose, right? Absolutely. And that, you see that a lot You know, in one of the fields I've been in for a long time, the automotive industry. You know, Guys will work for 30 years. They're like, oh, I can't wait to get to the weekend. And then that thing will be great. Oh, I can't wait to the end of the year for Christmas. And then, oh, I can't wait to retire. And then three years later, they're gone. And it's yeah. it's like there's no purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, but it's 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 the it's the mind thing, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 idea of you have to work on the thing. It's not that my parents have to work. I think they could have a very very happy retirement. Certainly, the way they do things has 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 helped them. And oh man, their business and coronavirus has gotten the crap kicked out of them. But I think trying to figure out how to deal with that has been has been helpful to to their minds. The other thing that bourbon supposedly does, a moderate amount of, of whiskey in general, lowers your risk of heart disease and heart failure, uh, according to Forbes. And, of course, it has antioxidants. That's why so, I drink it. Right. So I think you, 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 you have it with the acai berry or whatever it's called. I, I, I must take it's not a, acai. I can't say. I, can't I must take uh, issue with this because it doesn't talk about the other benefits. Which are? Uh, higher self-esteem. <laughs> Making the people around you much more tolerable. <laughs> Bourbon is wonderful. Mm. Wonderful is this cigar. Yes. The Escurio. Now, I, I started off by saying there is no way that this is a two-hour cigar. I was right because I'm into the final third. The, the, for me, the spice has picked up. It has become much, much more complex at $17.50, $18, it's in that 15 to 18 range. Um, this is a cigar that you should have in your humidor. But I don't know if you're going to have it as, as your go-to. But if you want something that's going to test you as a cigar smoker, this is just absolutely wonderful. And while I'm not sure Basil uh, Hayden, uh, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon, at, at $45 or at $56 a bottle, because we've seen both prices, is going to be worth it for you, 
This cigar is worth a try. This right here from Davidoff, the Escurio, with the Brazilian, absolutely worth a try. Find Fingers Malloy on Twitter, Fingers Malloy, FingersMalloy.com. Find me at TonyCats.com, and of course, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Catch you next time.